1: Are you thinking about starting a podcast, but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Anchories of Our Reality, do me a favor and drop me a review or rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, come join the Discord or Telegram groups for the show. If you haven't already, don't forget to follow me across social media to stay updated on the show. If you'd like to support the show, you can subscribe to my Patreon for just $5 a month where you will receive early access to Inquiries of Our Reality, Big Dumb Inquiries, and Bizarre Encounters. You can also support the show by donating on Anchor or Ko-fi, which will help me upgrade equipment and hopefully eventually do this full-time so I can put out even more awesome content for you guys. If you guys want some t-shirts or other awesome merchandise for Inquiries of Our Reality, Big Dumb Inquiries, or Bizarre Encounters, stop by my Teespring store and get yourself something nice. If you're a creator or a listener, come check out Open Minds Media. We have an awesome community of great people who would love to meet you, from our featured creator podcast feed, to chat rooms, to even help questions, this is the place for you. For more information on the community, the podcast feed, and to stay updated on all the new things coming, check us out on social media, and all their links are available on our link tree. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered on the show, or you feel you can contribute to the show in any way, shape, or form, shoot me a message on social media, or feel free to email me at podcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the Linktree link to be directed. Or remember, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality Podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. I appreciate all of you, and I couldn't be doing this without your support. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How we ever start to understand this reality we live in, unless we question everything. Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 55th episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today with me, I have a very special guest, somebody that in a million years, I'd never thought that I'd get to have a conversation with. He's an actor, comedian, cannabis enthusiast, director, and cancer squasher. The one, the only, legendary Tommy Chong. How's it going, man?
2: Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful introduction.
1: (laughs) Got so many titles, I had to try to fit them all in there for you.
2: (laughs) I know. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I got just one, really. It's Tommy Chong.
1: True, true. Yeah, you don't even really have to say anything past that. And I'd assume that 99% of the population knows who Tommy Chong is. <laughs> Quite a few
2: people do. I'm telling you, yeah, It's it's been a beautiful trip. Incredible
1: trip. I appreciate you making the time to come on the show today, man. And for, I guess, those random little few people that may or may not know who you are, uh, if you want to give a little brief description before we get into your story, I'm sure they'd appreciate it.
2: I'm just a guy, you know, from Canada, from Vancouver, well, Vancouver now, but I, I grew up kind of in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and uh, my mother was uh, Scotch-Irish and Native, which I found out later in life, way later in life, and my dad was uh, Chinese, Cantonese, and uh and I was born, born in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, I was uh, the second uh, son that, that my mother gave birth to. My oldest brother, Stan, uh, was four years, three 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 and a half years older than me. And uh, he passed away a couple of years ago. And I got a sister, uh, Nellie. She's now in her 80s she's still in uh, british columbia canada and uh, i've been married with the same lady second wife for uh, well over 50 years
1: that's awesome we've been, we've been in
2: love and together and we got married and the way the way we got together was that we uh, she was just a friend of mine she was a girlfriend of mine you know just a like a neighbor actually and then we took acid together. It was, <laughs> it was, uh, her first acid trip, my second acid trip. And, uh, we made love and, uh, we've been together ever since. <laughs>
1: it's crazy you know how, how much of uh, a weird connection you can make through LSD like that too. Cause even coming from myself too, it's like, a you feel this extra amount of passion and love for everybody around you. And then if you build a foundation off of that, that's, even more awesome like people look at it like it's a negative thing but i've never seen it that way
2: yeah i guess i guess there are well you know negative negative negativity or you know is really ignorance you know for the most part it's uh you don't really understand uh, what's going on you know and then you then you get like a negative thing about it that's why People were always so scared of marijuana, you know, because of the, you know, the rumors that they had, the lies that they put out, and they, and a lot of people are still following those lies. But here is the epiphany that I was telling you about. I realized just recently, not too not too long ago, that uh, that uh, how necessary evil is in, in this world. You know, like people, their tendency, you know, when you see people, I never want anybody to go through that again. You know, that kind of phase or phrase that they use once in a while with disasters hit, you know. And uh, yeah, the epiphany I had was that we are living in a physical universe world for a reason. And the reason really is, is that we're, we're, you, you, we are here to learn. When I say we, I'm talking about the human uh, experience. We're here to learn. And you can't learn if everything is
1: perfect. Mm-hmm. See, I've uh, definitely noticed that too, that you can't have good without evil. Otherwise, everything would just be neutral at that point. So nothing's that, going to get right. done unless there's an opposing side, unfortunately exactly exactly and and it's
2: resistance you know Mm -hmm. and and we live in a in a physical world and and what he also realized too is that it's an electrical world see there's always been electricity there's never been a time ever when there was when the physical world did not exist and people always, especially humans, humans always like to have a starting point, you know. In the beginning, you know, when they say, like even the Bible, I would say, in the beginning, you know, God made everything, and uh, and I love the the scriptures. By the way, I, I study them all the time because they are are the the, the notes that mystics throughout the ages have managed to write down. By the way, the Bible was never written until they discovered, you know, the printing press and and so on. You know, the Bible was always verbal and remembering, uh, you know, stories handed down. Like the the oldest religious uh, writings, I think, uh, on the earth is uh, the Gita, which is from India, because India was the birthplace of all religions, you know, uh, the human, the, where the humans understood, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, was going on. And, and, uh, uh but the religious teachings have just been handed down. and like I say about the Bible uh, or the, yeah, the Bible, especially the Christian Bible, especially, and I come up with a lot of, uh, answers and it's all thanks to, you know, acid, LSD and, uh, and uh
1: marijuana i'm sure same with uh hinduism too there's a lot of stuff in there that looks like it's very much so linked to some type of psychedelic effect
2: (laughs) everything the plants Uh, the plants are there you know when when the when the bible says you know uh, be nice to your neighbor uh they're not just talking about your human neighbor they're talking about your plant neighbor your animal neighbor your mystic neighbor you know anything beside you is considered like a neighbor. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I've been, I, I, I was given a gift. And, uh and because I followed the scriptures, you know, not unknowingly in a way, because I was, we all are, by the way, it's not just me, but, I, I'm 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 one that was chosen, I guess, because of of what I've done and what I've been doing. It's kind of enlightening. You know, I, I'm like uh, I'm the guy. <laughs> there's a lot of spiritual books, you know, and they tell you, don't, you know, even Jesus told the guy that he healed, go tell no one. Don't tell anybody, you know. It was like, instead of why, why don't you want to tell everybody? You want to talk instead of putting rooftops. The truth is, you don't have to tell anybody. People will learn just by looking at you, listening to you. You don't have to preach, in other words. You just have to be the example. Mm-hmm. And then people will follow the example as opposed to the words. Because even Jesus said that, you know, why do you call me good? there's no one really good except God you know I'm just like everybody else the only difference is, is that I've been Jesus was given the job of, of spreading the gospel you know freeing the people and and that that's and healing the people because that was the whole point of, of or one of the points of the his um, uh ministry you know that's why he was there and and that's why he died the way he did because uh, so many people or you know the the, the bout or the crazies actually like to consider jesus as 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 a god you know in fact they the they, the Christians call him the son of God you know well we all are The Son of God. (laughs) And Jesus said to himself, he says, hey, everything I can do, you you can do. You know, there's nothing stopping you. You just have to have as much faith as I have. I mean, he never said that, but basically that's what it was. You know, you just have to believe. Because, again, in scriptures, they say, it shall be according to your faith. Now, think about how true that is. That's what I was talking about, truth, earlier. That's so true. It, it, it will be, your life will be according to what you believe in.
1: That is very true. <laughs>
2: yeah. And, and, and if you believe in evil, if you believe it, that's what your life will be. That's what your life will be. And it's not a wasted life by by, by any means. Not at all. Because what, there's nothing, there's no way you can even consider any life at all. Any life wasted. Because if it's life, regardless, it could be in a, a a wheelchair, you know, their whole life, like Stephen Hawkins was, you know, but it never stopped him. Mm-mm. In fact, in fact it, 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 it helped, if anything, because he wasn't, uh, you know, concerned with anything else but thinking.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that dude thought more intricately than most people could even fathom.
2: Yeah, of course, because he had time and he had the, the talent. He 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 was or that was ordained that was that was his his thing to do, and so when you see when I see, and, and 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 that's the other reason why forgiveness is so important, because what you're really doing when you say I forgive someone is you're accepting the inevitable, and the inevitable is whatever it is, but it's. It's not so much caused by any individual. It's 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 part of the system, or the educational, the physical uh, trips that they're going to go through in order order to gain enlightenment. There's a Japanese um, uh, back in you know the Japan is very very special in the spiritual world, <clears throat> so advanced.
1: Yeah, most of their spirituality has kind of been hidden through history, too.
2: Yeah, for for a, a good reason, you know. Uh, I was over in Japan, and, and it was it's kind of crazy. I was at one of those Zen gardens, you know, that they had there, and in the middle of the Zen garden is a is a cross a st- uh, monument, and it's a cross, and it was the Buddhist way of acknowledging the the, the prophet. That's what they considered Jesus. It uh, was a prophet, and that the the cross symbolized uh, the Christ movement, the the Jesus, and, and and the Japanese were so evolved in so many ways, uh, and but yet, and, and even them starting you know the the war in, in the Pacific Island islands, you know the Second World War mm-hmm. when. Japan was considered the enemy, you know. Uh, they, they, had, they, they had so many things uh, going for them. I was just watching the sumo wrestlers. Uh, I got hung up on it, man, because I'm watching how evolved these guys were. Uh, when you think about it, when you watch sumo wrestling, you know what I see? I see the NFL. Because that's really, uh, the, it's a Japanese way ahead of the the rest of the world, uh, dealing with obesity. You know, being big and being you know physical, and then they they pair each other up against each other, and then they and they fight again. It's like and the trick is to just to throw the other guy off balance and not to hurt him. See, there's no violence in the sumo wrestler. There's a ton of violence in the sense of energy, mm-hmm. but there's there's respect in that. There, you don't have to hurt somebody. You just have to use your power, you know. Yeah,
1: show and, your and strength.
2: You think of, yeah, think of the think of the NFL. That's what all NFL is like. A lot of sumo wrestlers going at it. Uh, yeah. The
1: even the, the contact kid. of collision too because they try to go for the bottom and flip them over too so yeah, e- even just yeah, that
2: whatever they can do slap boom whatever grab hang on and and, and but the, the it's evolved It's so evolved you know it, it was, the genius is, is mind boggling because they eat enormous amounts because they have to in order to get that physique and that body and the, the weight and all that. It's it's so crazy. Uh, you know, and, and, and I'm lucky. You know, I, I'm very I'm so lucky because I and, and I owe it again all to the to the cannabis plant because it, it opened opened my my mind. And so when I look at anything, I, that's why I'm never bored. No matter what it was, you know, when the lockdown came, you know, and there's a lot of people, they're upset. I understand, you know, they're locked into a situation. Or, or when I went to jail, it was the same thing. <laughs> I go to jail and everybody was, you know, a lot of, like, Cheech, oh my God, that was the worst thing that could ever happen to him or to me or anything. You know, he, he, he was so deathly afraid of going to prison. One time we got busted in in, uh, uh, Tampa, Florida, I believe. Uh, It was a scam that the promoter had going because, uh, uh, what was his name, Jim, uh, Jim Morrison had appeared on the same stage and he showed the crowd, he exposed himself. He showed his little wiener. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember that one happening too. <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh and so when Cheech and Chong appeared, they had a five thousand dollar bond. Uh if if we had broken the the you know created any kind of uh thing like that on stage, which we never did, but the promoter wanted to get that extra five grand. And so he 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 told the cops that uh, or the cops decided that we were uh, Oh, no, it's Florida. It's Florida. So they're corrupt. Uh, they, they were going to arrest us regardless of what we did, you know, just for being Mexican. And, and, and uh, so they did. We got busted. And, uh, we went to court. And, you know, I think we paid a fine, I think, something like that, disorderly conduct. And we never did anything. You know, we of never course not. we just did our act. and uh, But when we went to prison, I was digging it. You know, I've been to prison before, and and it's so exciting and so interesting. You know, I'm a writer, so you're down there with, uh, you know, you're down there with so much material. But Cheech, you know, his dad was a cop, and so Cheech was deathly. At first, because we were together, he he was making jokes, and he's a funny, funny guy. And and there was a jail guard, you know, blonde hair, looked like an Aryan brotherhood guy. And he was, giving, he was just giving us that look, you know, that like, jailers give books. And Cheech started uh, <laughs> being funny. He was, oh, jail 10 jail 10 can we have some pink toilet tissue, please? <laughs> <laughs> i we laugh, uh, I'm laughing, Cheech is laughing, and then the same guy comes up. And he says to Chief, You come with me. <laughs> and Chief's face, he just drained of the blood. He looked at the guy. And then he, I, I could hear Chief on the way out there, Chief say, You know, my dad's a cop, you know, <laughs> LAPD. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we got out. But, you know, the whole point is with me I just ate it up I loved that experience you know of real things but you know when I was a kid growing up growing up in uh, in Calgary Alberta uh, we, we were poor you know there's no other way to say it and so if we had an extra room we and the thing is about poor people like you know, the people that, the gardeners and, you know, the workers, and, you know, the, the illegals that are here trying not to get busted, you know, working, and they're poor, and they're, so, so if you get any room, <clears throat> we had a, if we had a room in the house, well, first of all, we're a family. And so the other poor people would use the family like, like you do, you know. Uh, we, we, we took care of foster kids. You know, the, the this woman, you know, come by with her daughter. She couldn't handle the daughter. You know, at the time, she had to go make money or whatever. And they are all Chinese, by the way. And so they, uh, so we we would get the the daughter. We get the like two, three year old uh, little uh, Chinese, and they were so sweet, you know, because they're like little dolls, you know. We had, remember my brother and I, and my sister, you know, and my mother and so we had these little borders and then you know of course my dad got paid for taking care of it and then so we always had like room for strangers you know for people who come in and so when we moved to uh, to the city uh we had we rent first of all we rented the house out to a student you know was, uh, he was a, a tech student and we stayed in touch with him japanese guy and then, and then we had an empty bed. When he left, we had this empty bed. And so I, by that time, I was like a, a teenager, you know. And I was kind of hanging out with the, with, the, with, the, with the bad guys, you know.
1: Yeah, the wrong and, crowd.
2: <laughs> yeah, the wrong crowd. And, 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 and so one of them come had nowhere to stay, just got out of prison. And so I thought, yeah, you can stay at my house. And so my, my house became like a halfway house for guys to get out of prison. Which is why they would tell me all these stories of prison, you know. And they were like fascinating stories, incredible stories. And and so when I had a chance to go to prison, it wasn't scary at all. It was like, now I'm gonna experience it myself, you know. And so so that's that's what I've done. I've always been. And and that's, again, uh, you know, talking about the truth, you know, I never, I was never in a place in my life where I had to make up anything. (laughs) (laughs) Because everything that happened to me was like, wow.
1: (laughs) Hey, I've always said the meaning to life is experience. And, you know, if you're not willing to have those experiences happen, then, you know, you're not fulfilling what you're supposed to be doing in this life. Just like you were saying with like learning things every day too. That's another um, experience in this life that, you're intended to have you know yeah yeah
2: and and like i said about truth you know that's that's what i'm saying truth will set you free you know uh i've I've known people you know that never felt comfortable with with who they were and and a lot of for the most part they were affluent people that were affluent yeah because as i was growing up my house became uh, like an orphanage and for some wealthy people, you know, because there was nothing at their house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My house, there was always breakfast, supper, dinner being made because there was a lot of people to, that had to eat. And, and, and a meal time in a mealtime in a poor house, it's usually an event. You know, it's not you don't wander around with the food in your hand like you do in in rich people's homes, you know, the poor people home. You sit down at a table because you're going to share the meal.
1: I was going to say poor people houses are the ones that it's like they're the ones with the least who are willing to give the most. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because why not? Why not? You know, because you're going to feed kids anyway. And so all you do is put extra uh, pasta or whatever it is, you know. Oh, and they always had and we always had it we always had our food we always had everything you know and and a, and a mom and a dad and not so much my dad dad was always gone but definitely a mom and so I grew up with, with, with my friends I ended up using my mother <laughs> they, they were actually closer to her than than I was because I I, I traveled and so I had friends that I grew up with that would stop by and visit my mother because she was actually their mother, you know. She was the the mother figure for for a lot of lot of my my, my friends, and uh, yeah, that's what I. And, and so realizing, you know, especially when I started writing uh, books about it, and, and, and even thinking about it, and doing podcasts, you know, because they. Uh, because the, the memories that I have are, 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 they're just so special.
1: Yeah, I was going to say.
2: My mother was so special. And, and she had one lung. You know, she got operated on when she had TB. They, they, she missed that part where they come up with medicine so they don't have to, you know, take out parts of your body. Mm-hmm. And so so she had TB and they took out a lung that was infected. And so she spent most of her life just with one lung and bent over and it kind of, you know. And then her and her sister walking down the street one night and got hit by a car and run over. And the guy was all messed up. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at this, but it was kind of weird, you know, because. Most surreal mother and her her sister in a crosswalk, and all of a sudden this guy lost control out of his specially designed car. <clears throat> and he lost control and he ran right over. Her. And but the good news is that the insurance bought us a new house. <laughs> <laughs> and so negative uh, things mother,
1: happening for a reason, man. <laughs>
2: yeah. And my mother survived. She survived. Not, nothing, you know, it was like, well. Another day at the office, and uh, and so we moved to a, a, a nicer house. And then we still had we still had the borders because I moved out and my sister was still there. And so uh, and then by that time I, I, I kind of had a reputation of being you know playing music and that. And and, and this one uh, teacher of my sister's, Bill Bill Summers, he uh, he moved in the house and again you know use my mother as his his uh, family and
1: yeah and the beat goes on coming from like all the different backgrounds and all these different crazy things that you've seen what do you feel coming from like your perspective has been one of the biggest like issues with society as far as like pulling away from like this truth message that you and i have kind of been talking about like why do you think it's such like a hard thing for people today to be able to find the truth in things and to be truthful to themselves and to like live their lives in a truthful way.
2: Well, it, it, it's all about it's all about learning. You know, we're each of us we're so individual that we we all have individual paths. It may look like we're part of the gang, but the truth is, even when you're part of the gang, you, you are an in, an individual. And there's so many of you that you become a gang. But it, a gang is made up of individuals. Everybody's an individual, and everybody's here to learn. And 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 the thing is, you got to remember eternity. Uh, that's what I, that's what I, I was studying, you know, in in, uh, in my spiritual books, you know, the Bible and that, you know. There's a couple of. of um, uh, commandments that you can dwell on one for eternity and, and, and it's like it's like a key to open up for more more information. you know there's a, a writer called uh, Emmett Fox and and he, he writes about a, a golden key and the golden key really is, being able to acknowledge the spiritual being in another person. Because that's how you connect uh, with soul on soul. You know, that's why that soulmate comes uh, uh, into being. You know, Mm. what is a soulmate? You know, it could be a wife, could be a, a mother, could be a father, could be someone that... You, you connect with, with with the soul and and, and when you do connect it, it it's like truth coming together you know because like with 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 my wife she was always the missing part of my life that was going to make me evolve or help me evolve she was the that, that observer that says you know what if you do this did that you know don't you know and I eventually got her uh, doing stand-up comedy with me because when Cheech and I broke up you know I was really devastated for for a while there because he was he was my guy you know
1: for uh, people that don't know what was the reason for that the, the breakup yeah
2: again it was inevitable I had to keep evolving he had to keep evolving and when we met together we had that common thing to do it together you know we couldn't do it individually and when we got together boom we, we created this powerful uh, comedy because comedy is all about truth
1: honestly yeah but it's finding the truth in a, in normal everyday situations and then making light yeah. out of it
2: it's all about truth uh because when you it's the aha moment you know that aha Mm-hmm. You know, they talked about that aha moment, the gotcha moment, you know. Uh, and, and, and what happened is that we accomplished everything we could accomplish as Cheech and Chong. Now, it was time for me to go on my own. It was time for Chich to go on his own, follow his path, because we accomplished the Chichen and Chong thing. And, and if we were to keep keep doing it, we would have destroyed it. It would have, you know, it would have destroyed because everything comes in, in I think, seven-year increments. You know, they, there's a movie called The Seven-Year Itch. And it's like every seven years, things change. And that's what happened with Cheech and I. You know, we had, we got together, we had seven years of recording and performing. And then we had another close to seven years of movie making. And then it was time for me to go on my own. It was time for Cheech to go on his own. And what she did, in which I did. And, uh, and then we got back together again because of my son, you know. Uh, that's how we got back together again. When we broke up, it was more Cheech. There was more... Of, Chief was more than just a Chicano with a with a, with a mustache, you know, and, and being very funny, you know. That was just part of it, part of his whole persona. As, as we found out, you know, he ends up being a world renowned uh, Chicano art collector, you know, with his own museum. Uh, and me, I had I had so much to say, as you can tell. <laughs> I don't know. There's no, uh, uh, you, you know, I gotta, you got to wait till I wind down, you know, <laughs> because I have so much to say that even when we get together now, I have a problem because uh, I do have so much to say. And I'm not, you know, I learned how to say it, you know, doing stand-up. I had no problem. I have no problem talking <laughs> and, and musing because that's how I learned too. You know, that's, that's what, you know, stand-up comedy really is therapy.
1: Yeah, honestly, it's a good way to vent and also yeah. make other people not feel so alone because they can relate to the things you're saying. And to explore truth. Yeah, exactly. Because
2: that's, that's, that's all comedy really is, It's truth, you know? You, you, and and that's, that's what I tell people, too, you know? Uh, it's that, that, that you can't be unhappy when you're laughing you know you can't be moody you can't be uh, what it a depressed you can't laugh and be depressed at the same time
1: it's a good break from it if you're depressed and you can get somebody to have a good laugh you can pull them right out of it
2: <laughs> that's what i say it's the climax at the end of making love
1: mm-hmm.
2: first time I ever made love that was the thing they did after i was finished i laughed And the girl was kind of embarrassed. She thought I was laughing at her. (laughs) I wasn't, I was just so happy because finally, finally, I I don't have to lie about that anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though, that's what it is, what it comes down to. And uh, not to jump topics onto another thing, but I really wanted to ask you about it. Considering that you were a cancer survivor, uh, like, what's your opinion on how? big pharma deals with cancer versus what you may think actually may be like a cure to get over it and get past cancer?
2: Well, cancer, it's again, you know, it's, it's something that humans have been struggling with since the beginning of humans.
0: And the Chinese,
2: by the way, the Chinese figured out a cure thousands of years ago. They they knew how to care. You know what the medicine was? Cannabis.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The first recorded use that we know of in cannabis was ancient Chinese. It's cannabis.
2: Yep, and that cured so many. The Chinese were so evolved. I, you know, you know, and I was kind of contemplating on it, you know, because the way China is now, you know, with the communist and you know the, the way they are, you know. And, and, and then I kind of realized that. Oh, that dog. Captain! Come here. Come here. He always barks at the gardeners. <laughs> are you barking or are you talking Latino to them? Are you talking Mexican to him? <laughs> I think he's because he's wagging his tail and barking
1: at you know, it He's like, I'm just there. speaking to him. I promise you, I'm not yelling at him. <laughs>
2: No, I'm talking about, about uh, the, the Chinese, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they are super evolved, super evolved race. And so, you know, we're looking at, at uh, the American future, too, uh, when you look at it, because the Chinese have come up with a, uh, a way of, uh, of uh, governing millions and millions of people. And yeah, they get a lot of flack for uh you know doing what they did, let's say during the pandemic was a good, good example. There was no debate whether we should mask up or not, you <laughs> the Chinese yeah. said, you either mask or you get them <laughs> or, or, or you're you're done, you know. Even now
1: like, with it, the vaccine just passports. They, just like they do
2: with the, the, the drug uh, problem there, you know. When you deal with drugs, okay, you're dead. Boom. Then, shoot you you know you're, you're a drug addict okay you're down and and uh, see, see the humans i mean the americans are the you know the the free so-called free world you know they're they're, they're always worried about people's rights <laughs> like a bunch the abortion thing you know and 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 now this district attorney is going to go after the doctor that performed the abortion on the 10-year-old to see if he had permission. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, that's why, that's why I think, that's why I, 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 I love comedy so much. <laughs> because if you take any of this shit serious, man, you're going to, you're in trouble.
1: Yeah. You got to make light trouble. out of a dark situation. Otherwise, what do you oh. have left at that point?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. When I, when I hear about, you know, and everything the Republicans are doing now, you know, just cracks me up. And, and the thing is, I I can't I can't discuss this with my wife, my son, or anybody, because I got <laughs> I see the humor, you know, in, in, in the serious situation. It's serious, you know. But when you think about what the Republicans are doing, they're really, you know. Donald Trump is going, he's, he's, he's spiraling down, and Republicans are all hanging on to him because if they let go, they're going to disappear. And if they hang on, they're going to disappear. So, either way, you know, they might as well hang on to the guy and just go down with
1: him. Yeah, I honestly. Know.
2: I don't know. I don't know because it, it, it's a moment of truth, you know, because I, 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 I totally understand uh, Trump. And, and here, here, let me tell you about Trump. Trump was really just a poor-ass hustler in New York you know, that failed at everything he did, you know, but because he, he, he failed upwards because he's, he's, he's a good-looking man. And, and women are attracted to him. and A lot of guys are attracted to him, to, to him too, you know, for a lot of reasons, you know, he's got a lot of balls and you know, he'll he'll say what he means, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but he is honestly stupid, you know, because yet he's not educated. And the reason he's stupid is very simple. He's a liar. See, liars, the curse of a liar, and there is a curse, the curse of a liar is that they cannot believe anybody else. Because they lie, and they figure everybody else lies. That's why he made up shit about Biden, you know, Biden being a pedophile, Biden being Biden. You know, that's why she, Trump's theory is that Biden is so lame that it, there's no way he could beat Trump in, 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 in anything, let alone uh, an election. And, and so Trump's <clears throat> theory is that even if he loses, there must be a, a, a reason. Because, you know, if any serious person look at Biden and look at Trump and say, okay, who, who, who do you think is gonna win in anything? And, and, and the way Trump plays golf, too, he cheats. You see, you, see, you see, if you cheat at golf, stay home. Don't waste energy. Because the whole idea of golf is, to see how <clears throat> few strokes it takes to get around a course, and the only way you can do that is by being honest.
1: And it's like and lying to yourself too, because you're just pulling away from your own things that you're doing. If you're willing to lie about your golf score, that's so. If you did shoot something spectacular, like a hole in one,
2: you, it doesn't matter because you would have say you you did it anyway. So you negated, you sort of like noted any, any, any advance that you may be able to do. That's why these rich people are so unhappy with their life. That's why I've, I've got a lot of uh, Trumpy friends. Uh, and the reason they're friends of mine is because of my reputation, you know? I'll go to a restaurant, and, you know, people, oh, Tommy, you know, how are you doing? You know, you mean so much to me, blah, 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 you know? The richest men in the world can walk down the street and no one recognize them. And then if they recognize them, they say, "Oh, so you're rich, eh? So, so, so what else you got going? You know, you know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so these, uh, so, so, so this is what makes me laugh about the whole thing is that everything that the, the Democrats want, they're getting, they're getting everything. And, and they're smart enough to know that in order to get everything, they got to keep looking like they're not getting anything <clears throat> because yep. the because the thing of what Trump said Trump said this election is rigged and so so many Republicans that would have voted for him said why vote? You know it's rigged mm-hmm. <laughs> so so you stop <laughs> the thing. see if you deal with truth, Which Trump, all Trump had to do was deal with truth. And look what what his genius is. He he has genius. There's there's no doubt about it. There's a part of him (laughs) that, that he can do things like, for instance, demolish a building.
1: He can also control a crowd with his speech. Everybody I've known that said that they've talked to him said he has a way of just coming into a room with his presence and being able to control a group of people. So just even off of that, that's a stroke of genius too.
2: Absolutely. But the trouble is he doesn't respect them. And the reason he doesn't respect them is that he doesn't respect himself. You see, if you think about Trump, he's always worried about what other people think of him. See? So, therefore, everything's a lie. His hair's a lie. His look's a lie. His his golf thing. You know, he's probably not a bad golfer, you know, a good athlete. But he lies. And so instead of trying to dig out a bad shot, he'll just kick the ball into a a better place, you know. And that, that stops the miracles from happening. Yep. You see? Because the whole thing about golf is being able to take a, a bad shot and then making it honestly and having faith in, 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 the,
1: in your own ability. Yeah, turning something good into something bad. Having that ability That's to do so. The whole point, you're
2: creating. You see? And, and, and I've known people, you know, that they could create, but they don't because they don't believe they have the talent. They don't have the faith, and like I said earlier, you know, it's according to your faith. You know, as as you as you move move up the thing, uh, you know, as we as we evolve, as we learn. Like for instance, if you go to school, and this is one of the things about Trump, you go to school, and you don't learn. You just there, you know, and then you have someone else do your test for that. And and you come out of there and you got a degree. That degree is worthless. It's worthless because you lied to get it. You don't have those abilities.
1: Yeah, you get thrown into the situation and it'll show pretty quick that you don't know what the hell you're doing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it can be deadly. And and especially if you're president of the United States and you start telling people that you can cure uh, COVID with uh, Lysol. (laughs) because, (laughs) Because Trump honestly... Well, if it kills if you spray it and kills, why not spray inside the body?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of the best things that I got out of that was spray spray Lysol.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the doctors they buried their head like this here. I laughed, man. I laughed. It was crazy. It was loud. And so he he's his own worst enemy. He has no idea, you know, of, of the power. That he he, that he he just because of a lie, all because of a lie. And you look at all the followers, you know. Once you get caught in a lie, you know, uh, and, or a lie. And, and, and by the way, criminality is a lie. You know, when you're stealing, that's a lie because you're, you're you're doing something that 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 you shouldn't be doing. You're taking things that don't belong to you. You see, and, be, and if it's credit or money or physical works or a country, mm-hmm. you know, because everything is fluid, everything moves, everything changes, you know. And, and uh, I was, for instance, uh, talking about Tibet. Now, the reason I, I got spiritual, uh, evolved spiritually was because of a book called uh, The Third Eye. And it was about a Tibetan, uh, reincarnated Tibetan that came back as an Englishman. And he, uh, but he had the knowledge of the Tibetan uh, spiritual leaders, uh, you know, the Dalai Lamas. And so he, uh, so, so but he came back as an Englishman and he wrote a book uh, as an Englishman. He wrote this book called The Third Eye. If you want to check it out, it's, uh, by T. Lobsang Rampa, and it's called The Third Eye. Well, that changed my life. That changed, because he, in his book, he teaches how the Dalai Lamas uh, come back. They'd be, they're reincarnated, and mm-hmm. they come back, and, and they can tell that it's the Dalai Lama, because as the babies, they, they bring toys in the, the Dalai Lama. as When, it, when the earlier... uh, The earlier uh, version of the Dalai Lama, that was his favorite toys. And so he dies, he comes back as a baby, and they, they put the toys in front of all the different babies that they think could be the one it is. And then the one that reaches out and grabs the toys, they go, okay, let's pay attention to him. And they find the reincarnated Dalai Lama.
1: Don't they and do that well, for a lot of people to begin with, too, to try to figure out who they were in a past life? Like a lot of families will do that uh, tradition where they'll place a bunch of things down and see what they pick up. And then they'll kind of push them along that life path. Like if they pick up a pen, for example, they'll kind of push them towards a the life path of being a writer. Or, you know, if they pick yeah. up like, yeah, just different yeah. things, depending on what the life path is, you know?
2: Yeah. And and, and if it happens with the Dolly Robber, it happens with every human. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why. The Dalai Lama was special, other than the, the, they, they wanted the leader, you know. And if you look at what the Chinese did, they to the Dalai Lama, on that, they go, ah, okay, we're not we're not going there anymore. Uh we're gonna, you know, gonna. but that that knowledge doesn't disappear, you know, it evolves, you know. They they take the scrolls and everything else and they go further into the mountains, you know, and they keep their lifestyle going, you know. Mm-hmm. It, 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 but what, what if what I found out. Is that we, because that that that's eternity is real, and, and we are trapped in eternity. In fact, Joel Goldsmith, my other writer that I study, you know, he, he's uh, got a book called, called "A Parentheses in Eternity," and and that's what we are, you know, we're 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 in the middle of eternity right now, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and that's that's what we are, and that's why we're 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 talking about uh, about it because because we have that ability, you know. And, and this whole thing, when you do learn the truth, then you don't have to uh, to uh, uh, manufacture. You don't have to make it up. Mm-hmm. That's why if, if Trump had it, just went with his talent of, of a builder, for instance. Because you know, but he's such a scammer. He, he has no idea uh, of, of what he the build the chance that he once had. Because he because he lies. And because he, see the trouble is too with liars, is that they know they're lying. And if they get other people convinced that you're, they're telling the truth. Then they have no respect for it. And that's why they can rob people. When, when they're always,
1: prison, when so they're always prison, chasing that path too of uh, when you're a liar, you always have to cover your tracks because at some point, the truth's going to try to show itself through. And it's a harder life to live being a liar because then you're always trying to make sure that path is covered. So you're just making your life significantly harder by being a liar.
2: Totally totally and unnecessary unnecessary you know there's so many
1: especially
2: when you're nine because what you're, what you're trying to do is impress everybody <laughs> and yeah. in jail crack me up you know because what i learned too is that you don't you don't challenge the holy shit yes they <laughs> got the gardeners working <laughs> here and i haven't been able to see them so i can down it Shut the fuck up.
1: But... <laughs> I'll say I heard some crashing and booming in the background.
2: <laughs> oh, there's all sorts of things going on. Oh,
1: hold on. A few moments later.
2: Well, so much so much for that one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're not going to listen.
1: Worth a try, though. <laughs> well, I guess do a uh, hop back into it, too, since we've been talking about truth this whole time. Uh, one thing I always like to bring up on my show is, uh, I guess... People like to label them as conspiracies, but what's some things that you like to follow that you believe is like a conspiracy that's trying to be hidden from the people? I guess you could say.
2: Well, I'm just let me close up. Anyway. We need we we need that side of, of we need the uh, liars. Why why do we need liars? We need. Uh, everything has a, a, an opposite, you know? So, so what's the opposite of a liar? Truth tellers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so there's a balance there. Now, if everybody told the truth, there would be no, <laughs> there, there would be no learning to do, you know?
1: It's like think the law of it. duality. You need the negative well, to have well, the positive, like yin and yang almost too.
2: Yeah. Well, th- 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 think about it. The reason Jesus appeared, on the planet. And, and there's many, many healers, many prophets. The reason they appear is that the world needs them at that particular time in order to keep evolving, to keep you know, showing the way they we're guides. And that's what I like about some of the books they call spiritual guides. Because we're, 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 we're not the, the owner, we're the guide. We'll, we'll take you on these trips that's what comedy does comedy uh, comedians take people on on a trip um, through life showing all the funny things that just like musicians take them on and showing all the the joys of the the music and the timing and everything artists take you on visually visually they take you on it and the one thing that all connects them all is is cannabis for, for the for the most part because cannabis really is a truth seeker you know, because when people, you, you, you I, I've been with people, you know, that are, you know, opinionated and everything else, you know, and, and they'll say, know, oh, I don't, t- I don't touch that stuff. I tried it once and I just, I, I started having crazy thoughts and, and I started, you know. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> it was, what it
1: comes down to, too, is that people are afraid to let something else like take control. They just have to control everything. So they just saying. freak out.
2: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, no, I don't, I, I don't want to, live, you know, I, I don't want to go there. I can't go there. You know, because I'm, you know, because they're in the middle of, of, of doing something else. You know? And and that's why they used to say, or they still do, you know, that cannabis uh, marijuana is like a gateway drug. It's a gateway to heroin and everything. It is. It is. Because if you're a junkie and you're looking to get high, you might start off with a joint, but then, <laughs> that's not. I need to, you know, stick a needle in my arm and then get close to death and then and, and, and die. Too. You know, hey, no, that's a real drug. I've seen junkies get pissed off because they bought what they thought was really <laughs> killer <laughs> drugs and they never died. And so they, they got robbed. <laughs> that,
1: that method yeah. of thinking is crazy to think about. Like you're robbed because you didn't almost die. That's horrifying that somebody even thinks that way. <laughs> But you
2: see what they're saying? They were trying to die. That's why suicide, a lot of people, you know, the, the, the average person goes, oh no, well, a suicide hotline, we gotta stop these people. <clears throat> While the Japanese, they, they call it harikari, harikari, harikari I think it's called, where they kill themselves. If they did the smallest little thing, if they dishonored uh, someone, they would take a knife and. And kill, the, the most painful way to kill them was a, a knife in the gut. They pull it across and then they would die within a few minutes. Because they know they're going to die. They're going to go to the spirit world. They're going to regroup. They're going to figure out another warrior or body or whatever, you know, to come back in and, and do it again. It's uh, eternity. We've always been here. We'll always be here. We just have to, uh, and, and a few, us, few of us, like us, like you, like me, curious. You know, what is eternity? Mm-hmm. What happens if you do follow the scriptures? You know, uh, was it really a Jesus? And and then then with me, what I've been doing lately, and I got to watch myself because, you know, I don't I don't like to step on toes. You know, or, or to. Uh, you know but I I know that that when you evolve uh, and you learn things the one thing I haven't learned I haven't really gotten down yet is to shut the fuck up <laughs> you know because I've been given this this talent of being able to to figure out you know what's going on but then, even, even with my friends, well, with my family, too. You know, I, I, can't, I can't have this discussion. That's why I love doing these podcasts. <laughs> I get a chance to to, 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 to go to, to that area. You know, for the most part, you know, you, you got to let people find out for themselves. That's what I mean about spoiler alert, you know. I helped uh, an, an actor the other day, a friend of mine, and um, he, he was troubled. And then I realized I could have a conversation with him, and I could turn him on to the books. You know, by the way, if you if you uh, want to check it out, this is this is the Joel S. Goldsmith. That that's the 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 author. That's one of the authors I read. And then the other one is uh, uh, Emmett Fox. I don't have his book right now, but between the two, and then like I told you about. T. LoB saying Grandpa, the third eye. You know they 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 they, they tell you evolved. The ones that are evolved, by the way, jazz musicians to me are, are the most evolved creatures on the planet. And the reason I say that is because they music is, a, is a eternal. Uh, you know, there's always been music. There's always been that C note. <laughs> As long as we can make it
1: sound, there's been music.
2: There's always been music, and it's always had a pitch. And 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 there's never been a time when we never had music. Uh, There's always been music, sound, sound. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was a word. And in the beginning means in the beginning of our ability to understand the intellect and to be able to convey that say, in a book, you know, you read the Bible uh, with Emmett Fox, by the way, It, it he will tell you the, 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 the secrets of the Bible and what it meant, you know. For instance, Jesus never wanted his followers to create a religion.
1: Yeah, that's he, another good one that gets overlooked.
2: He just wanted his followers to learn how to heal like doctors. And that's what he wanted them to do. He didn't want them to preach. He didn't want them to, uh, you know, do what these guys are doing, you know, uh, at all. And that's why why during the pandemic, churches were closed. Why? (laughs) Because when you gather humans together with the pandemic, you're gonna get infected and you're gonna get sick. But you know what was open?
1: Uh, pot shops. Yep. That's how I was going to say, coming yeah. from somebody that works in the cannabis industry also. Yeah, that was like our top time yeah. when we are making the most money was during the pandemic and everybody was yeah. locked up.
2: And it wasn't about making money. What it was is about servicing people, the medicine to the people that need it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When, when we got cannabis legal because of the medical thing, I to me, that was a victory. To me, I said that makes so much sense. Why? Well, because uh, uh, the medicine, when, when you in order to get, get cannabis, you had to go to a doctor and get a, a per- permission from the doctor. To me, that was genius, genius. Because the doctor would just look at some guy, you know, and go, uh, come here, let, let me take your temperature, let me, you know what I mean, let me, there's something, you know, okay. You got this, or you got that, or you should take there. You, you know, you should check out your blood pressure. Anything, you know. Mm. But instead, the greedy bureaucrats—they want to be able to control it like they did with alcohol, you know. See, and 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 they can't do that. You know, they're trying to do it, and it's kind of screwing with the industry in in in, 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 a, in a in a in a kind of a minor way. Because again, if you lie. No matter what the lie is, it, it will bite you. It's not good to lie, you know. And if you're selling weed out of the back door, you know, trying to cheat the government or something, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back on you somewhere, somehow, you know. It's not, it's not good. And then you get people that are doctoring, messing with the, with the plant itself, you know, uh, mixing it with other stuff, trying to do what they did with tobacco. See, at one time, tobacco was, was healthy.
1: Yeah, and it was a spiritual plant. Weren't,
2: weren't at one time, the doctors it calmed everything, you know. Tobacco, the real plant from the, you know, the, 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 the tobacco plant, not necessarily that plant alone. But when the, when the natives smoked, they would, there was no cigarettes with nicotine stuck in it, you know. Uh, no, it was uh, herbs. And for the most part, a lot of it was uh, was pot. You know that when they put in the pipe, mm-hmm. because do you know the history of the peace pipe? For instance, the reason they call it the peace pipe was that when the, when the tribes got together, they made everybody smoke out of the pipe, and and it was, the pipe was loaded with with stuff. And once you got once you took a toke of that pipe, it knocked you down. You had to sit down. you you were incapable of of being able to stab someone or beat them or something you know that was the whole point of of, that's why they called a peace pipe.
1: calm everybody down and make them talk rationally
2: that's right that's right and and but they never had nicotine in that pipe you see they had uh the the beer the good herbs you know and 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 that, that, that's what I found out with the cannabis industry. There, there's factions, you know, trying to manipulate that. And that's why a lot, of, a lot of scam artists, they come along the cannabis industry and they, oh, you know, they, like in Canada, you know, they, you know, I knew Canada was messed up because the first thing they did when they legalized it in Canada was make it impossible for uh, celebrities like myself to, to put our brands out there. You know, they, they said no celebrity endorsements, you know, not, not at all. So, so Canada's not that big a market for us. And so we're, we're, we're kind of in there, but we're kind of under the, the radar. You know, it's called, Tom, I think it's called Tommy's Craft, they, they call it. But it doesn't matter because uh, eventually they'll come around. But that's what I mean, you know, the greed of the human being. That's why we got wars going on now. But we'll always have wars. This is a physical universe, and there will always be wars. Think about it. The, yeah, the advances in medicine, you need sick people and, <laughs> and crippled people and, and healthy people, not just people that are going to die because their time is up. But, you, you know, like the, the Civil War, when they had the Civil War, that's when they discovered morphine heroin, you know, that was a painkiller because of the the carnage that was developed there. So the, in the physical world we're gonna have, we're always gonna have this, you know. And like I say, the, the road to happiness is seeing the humor, finding the humor. And then uh, yeah
1: think about how much truth you can get out just too from making it a humorous situation where somebody may not normally understand what's happening but if you're able to make a joke out of it and make light out of it you can make a lot of people understand a situation that they may not understand and then make bring some light to it you know yeah yeah
2: and then knowing the other thing i i I told james a friend of mine the actor you know it's harder to be depressed when you're helping somebody else you
1: know and they try to pull people away from that for a reason i'm sure because yeah they try to make it so you're scared to help people nowadays because they try to make it seem like everybody's out to get you in some way shape or form you know
2: yeah you just got to be able to ignore ignore that be careful how you uh, this is what i tell people too and this is what i've been working on too is trying to uh, to control my thoughts you know, and, and, and a marriage is is a really good place to to, to experiment with your thoughts, uh, because it's a thought that propels everything. You know, and and if you control your thoughts, like 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 comedians do, you know, you you, you just see the humor, and and that's all you see, and and then you take. Tough, you know tragedies or whatever and you find the humor in it you know uh, but you got to be very careful that's called timing by the way <laughs> there are certain times when you should not say something funny when when the situation is 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 ready more for the mourning or the the sadness that that comes with the loss of, say, of a of a loved one you know but if you, like, for instance, I, I, I quote this once in a while when Saddam Hussein was being hung, was being executed. There was a, a, a guy heckling him in the audience, or you know, the gal, whether they're watching him being hung. And Saddam looked at him and said, Hey, watch, I'll show you how a real man dies. I thought, yeah, he got the last word in, man. (laughs) That was so cool.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, I guess starting to kind of wrap stuff up a little bit. um, I always like to do words of wisdom from the guest to the listener. So if you had anything that you could bestow on the listeners, what would it be?
2: I think before you speak. A lot of times... We say the wrong thing because we say it too fast. Timing. Timing. Uh, Really think there's so many books on Zen. Zen. There's a book called The Zen of Golf. And one of the ways to recover from a bad shot or even a good shot is to Count to 10 before you even approach your next shot. And if people did that while they're in discussion, same with their kids or with anybody. Just think, pause. Uh, this is what I learned getting older, you know. I'm a grandfather, no, great grandfather. And one of the things that happen to grandfathers is that people don't really listen to us because they, they were considered, you know, old and, you know, feeble or whatever.
1: Yet the most wise, in my opinion.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but if you can kind of pull out that grandfather thing, because what we do, and this is what I learned, too, is that now, because we're not relevant in the, in the sense, like like my son is with his, his kids. I'm grandpa. So grandpa doesn't have to carry heavy shit anymore. Grandpa doesn't have to do anything but be grandpa. You know, maybe drive somewhere, sit in the car with them. That's one of my jobs. Uh, hug them. That was, I love my job. My my girls, my granddaughters get out of the pool and, and they need a hug because they're cold and wrap them up in a towel and give them a nice, big, strong hug. And they need that. Mm-hmm. People need, need hugs. And, and, and the way this, our first manager, Lou Adler, once had a, a nightclub called the Roxy. And he had a private club called Top of the Rocks. Now, he had a, a book of matches, and written on the matches was a phrase living well is the best revenge. And I would ponder on that, you know, because I never did fit in with that club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chich and I help. In, in a club, you know, to the point where it was very successful, in that you know, he but I never got a, a membership to that club. And when I would go to that club, it would be like there would be hesitation, you know. Um, and the reason was is that it was a club of guys that had got very successful, but they didn't, it was as if they did it was like a, a, a fuck you kind of attitude, you know? And that's where they got the living well it means, Hey, I got the champagne. I got the the big car. I got the houses. I got everything. And it's like, Hey, <laughs> living well is the best revenge. Versus
1: it's, being it's, humble, you know, that's probably why it, you didn't fit in. It's a matter of being humble, you know?
2: It, it's, it's Well, what it is, is that they, isolated them, they isolate themselves. And that's what wealthy people do. And they, a lot of it is, you know, because of cocaine, here and now you get paranoia, paranoia says it, Cause that's, a, that's a curse of, of someone that has a lot of wealth now, now everybody's trying to steal it from you, you know it, <laughs> you know, because that's basically how you got the wealth is that you stole from other people in some way or another, you know. And so they're paranoid, you see. It's a trap, you see. That's why, that's why, biblically speaking, they said, you know, if someone steals your, uh, your coat, get, you know, give them your shirt too. Do, do you want the shirt? Don't be afraid to give to other people. And the reason is, is that's a secret. See, that's a secret. And once you learn the secret, then the rewards are so crazy. That's why Warren Buffett is so wealthy because he gives that wealth away where it's needed. And, and, he, and it's not about showing off the big boat or showing off the big house. Really. Warren Buffett lives in the same little green on green house that he had before he made his zillions. And he drives this old pickup truck or whatever. He never changed his Happy way of living because, because, and when you do, that's a trap. Mm-hmm. The, the, the I Ching uh, is it the I Ching? Yeah, the book of changes. They consider winning a lottery as a misfortune.
1: I could see, I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Why? Because it gives you a burden, you know, and if you don't, know, uh, money is a tool and, and it can devour you. It can devour you with with fear of losing. And think about it. For the most part, people don't see money. It's in the bank. It's written on a paper or on, a, on your phone.
1: And I mean, like even so, book. it's a piece of paper that we just say has value. It doesn't have yeah. value past yeah. us saying it has value.
2: And, and you, you can only eat so much and you can only drink so much. You can only wear one outfit at a time, one pair of shoes at a time, you know, do you need 50 pairs of shoes like I got? <laughs> 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 no, no, you don't. And it would be better off you give those shoes to someone that needs them, you mm-hmm. know? See, that's the secret. And, and and if you know the secret, but we all have to earn. Uh, there's a the thing about earn what well, you burn—that's what I call uh, you know, smoking. If if you smoke to to do art or to write or to uh, perform or something like that, there, then uh, all the forces, the creative forces, will be there for you, you know. And and sickness, by the way, is also uh, a learning tool. You know? That's why we live in a physical world, you know. And you can't be perfect. And even if you are perfect, it's not going to help. You know, I've known that writer, the runner, you know, wrote a book about running and everything. And he dies of a heart attack from running.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so That's irony so, at its finest.
2: <laughs> so, you know, that's what, what I said in the beginning about the power of truth. And, and that's what the, the, the scriptures say, you know, know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's so true that I, I can live by that. And because when you know the truth, whether you share it, it doesn't matter. You know, you know it. That's all. That's all. And when you get older, like me, a lot of times you just sit back. Like watching my little two-year-old, you know, granddaughter, you know, she stumbles around, but you got to let her fall. You got to get her bruised you got to her smack her head once in a while. Then she'll learn not to do that shit. <laughs> you
1: know? Coming from somebody to- like me too. I was one of those kids that I had to learn things for myself too. So a lot of the times it's like, you do have to kind of let your kids fill, but you have to be there to pick them up after they fill, but they have to fill in order to be able to, build past that and actually learn something
2: that, that's exactly it the hugs after the pool that's the greatest thing about being a grandpa you know they, they come and my little granddaughter and she's you see their kids are so aware of vibrations like animals too you see and i have evolved to the point where i know because i i'm a seeker of of, of truth and a seeker of, of love, mm-hmm. because that's what truth is too. That's what love is. Love mm-hmm. is just unconditional, you know. And, and when you're and when you fill yourself with love and, and loving things and loving thoughts, very, very important. My my buddy I was talking about that was he was suffering from depression. And and so I told him, I said, is it the loop? And he's, what do you mean? I said that loop of memories that they keep going over and over in your head. And he said, yeah, it was. I said, well, then just change the reels, mm-hmm. <laughs> change the reels. And that's why uh, art is so important, you know, doing art because once you do art, once you do art or music or any any creative uh, endeavor. All of a sudden, you, you hook up with the, with the, the art spirits. You know, they're they're there. They're always hovering around you. You know, and, and like for instance, I I get requests from uh, fans all the time. You know, uh, that I, I I was doing little sketches because I was practicing my animation,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and so I was doing sketches. And then now I get inundated, in, inundated with requests for my sketches, of that. and that. And this is uh, one of the sketches they did. Can you read that?
1: Uh, I forgot what I was protesting against, but I will remember. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, you know what I mean. That's that's that the humor. The humor is is so. Liberating, you know. That's what. That's how I. You know, people say, "How'd you get through the the Trump thing?" You know, because you know I was very adamant uh, because I saw what Trump was doing. You know, I saw that the writing on the wall, and then especially when he went against Mexicans. You know, when he came up with that speech about they're bringing drugs, they're bringing violence, and you know, it was creating an enemy that. In the meantime, and they're working at my golf course, and they're <laughs> taking care of my kids, and then these terrible Mexicans—they're—they're—you know—they're you know, helping the economy. And if we didn't have the cheap labor, we wouldn't have the lifestyle that we have now. And
1: uh, he was planning on having them build the wall he was intending to make too. That was the even funnier part about it. <laughs> and he was like, and "They're the going to pay for it too."
2: <laughs> well, it was a big scam. It still is a big scan, and what I want to, and what they're they're fucking with a lot You, know, you're, you know. <laughs> there's
1: a there's a lot of things anyway. I gotta go. Oh, for sure. So I guess to start wrapping up the show, to finish up the yeah. show, is there anything that you'd like to promote before you get going? Uh,
2: yeah, I was gonna. Do protest or both something, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to start a, a club called the Procrastinators of America, but I haven't got around to it yet. I'll, I'll get there eventually. Uh, but no, not really. Any really need Tommy Chong product. Uh, I've been uh, doing a lot of uh, CBD uh, oil to help you sleep. And uh, I use it, I use it. And uh, it does, (laughs) and I sleep in sometimes. In fact, my wife will say, boy, you slept in a long time, didn't you? Because we got separate bedrooms now, because uh, you know the secret of a good wife, a good marriage, is uh, separate TVs, separate televisions, so I can watch sports and she can watch uh, Housewives of wherever, you know.
1: I've seen that, too. That's the truth of it, too. I'll be watching some crazy conspiracy stuff or whatever shows I want to watch. And then my girlfriend likes to watch her dramas and all that. So, honestly, too, it does work out a lot better when both can kind of have their own area to do their own thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, like the sports, I, I love loved everything, you know, except... <laughs> I, I cannot get into the housewives of Beverly Hills. I cannot. I guess it's because it's because I'm a very uh, sexual person. You know, I always have been. You know, uh, some people. I mean, you got to be careful when you're older because then, then you get called a uh, not not a pervert, but a, a leech. You know, or you know, <laughs> a creepy yeah. old man. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a hard time uh, I remember one time I was on the ferry in Vancouver coming from uh, Vancouver Island this is many years ago about 20-30 years ago and I, I was a photographer I am a, I like I, I like to take pictures and I, there's a little area where the kids are playing You know? mm-hmm. the kids are beautiful you know, and I was in there taking pictures and, then, and then this one lady come up and she goes Sir, you're making me very uncomfortable. And I said, Why? She's "Well, you just are." And then I realized I got this old old, old man overcoat kind of thing, <laughs> and I'm an old guy, and I got these pictures. And, and if you and if you think that way, you know, right away I look like an old pervert. You know, and so I said, "Oh, <laughs> sorry about that." And, then, and after that, you know, no more little kids' pictures, but except my own. And even and even then, you the know, <laughs> perception, you know, people look yeah. at
1: you. Yeah, because people perceive things the wrong way. They always try to choose to perceive the worst possible scenario before they try to look at it from like a letter perspective.
2: Yeah, I and, and the truth is you uh in your heart, you know, you know. I mean, I was just watching the news about the 10 year old being, being raped and, you know, and having to have an abortion. And it was so crazy you know, because all the Republicans say, oh, that's a lie. Yeah, oh, they made that shit up. See, the curse of a liar mm-hmm. is that you, they can't believe anybody else. They can't believe that someone would lie about that. You know, that's a massive, what? You're going to lie about a 10 year old getting raped? Duh. You know, and then the guy got arrested for it. And and what did they say? Oh, the guy was on on document. <laughs> yeah. In other words, right away. Oh, it's not because abortion's illegal. It's because the guy is on document. You know, oh, not one of those crazy Mexicans. I mean, it's so crazy. What 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 those? what but then again, you know, it's another curse. It's another Trump curse, because uh, he said he was going to get rid of uh, all the, the, uh, uh, the, he was going to drain the swamp in Washington. (laughs) And he's doing it. He's doing it. Now what he's doing is he's identifying all the swamp animals. And, And so there's a whole lot of people. When Trump goes, and he will go, he will go. And I'm guessing, you know, you can hear it first on your show here is that My my guess is that they'll put him in Guantanamo prison. That's where, that's where Trump is going to do his time. I may be wrong, but it seems perfect.
1: Yeah, it you does. <laughs> to try to prove it's, a point, it's too. He's got to be exiled.
2: Be exile. Because that's how you treat, you know, uh, you know, defeated. Uh, enemies, you know uh, that you know that have that kind of a followers like Napoleon did. You know he got Elba and uh, <laughs> trouble <to> get Guantanamo. <laughs> and 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 if they're nice, and, and they probably will be put a golf course or you know, in the in the place, you know, so you can <laughs> so you can play golf, specially
1: built easy. golf course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Hopefully we can do this again in the future. And uh, just thanks again for making the time, man. Anytime, dude, you
2: need me, I'll be there.
1: I'd be more than happy. (laughs) To all the listeners that uh, enjoyed the conversation, I'm glad you stuck around, and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.